Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Simsisms get run on. Offensive line's too big and too talented to not run the ball behind them a little bit against what we know is a deep Bills defense that you can get run on or can get run on. Uh, can get run on yes. exactly. <laughs> Simsisms. You get, you will get run on. You better Anything watch out. Anything you say can and will get run on used against you. It's PFT Live. It's a Tuesday morning. Here That's we are a bad on Peacock, Sirius XM eighty five podcast, Sky Sports. Hello to everyone out there. We're only two days removed from one of the most rollicking and memorable weekends in NFL history. Plenty to continue to discuss, Chris, as we just still digest what we experienced what it means for the teams that move on what it means for the teams that move on to the offseason it's it's just it's just craziness there's so many different angles and issues and things to break down i keep a list on my phone of all the stories i'd like to get to at pft and there aren't enough hours in the day to get to everything and do it justice because as you try to catch up then somebody else has a press conference and they say a lot of things that need to be digested and written about. The list keeps getting longer and longer, but we're going to break down as much of what happened yesterday in the aftermath of the division around today. We're going to look back on some of the most memorable and least memorable moments of those four games and just continue this process of enjoying the afterglow of the best two days that we have seen back-to-back, one after another, in the history of the NFL, at least as long as I've been around for it. Yeah, no, it's it's up there. There's no doubt. I don't remember a divisional weekend that can compete with that. I don't. There's there's not one that like like stands out to where you just go, what four walk offs, ro- three road teams won. The one road team that won did win. It was a miracle. I mean, that game last night was the back on NFL Channel already. Bills Chiefs. I sat there and watched it. I mean, I, my wife's like, oh, you're watching it again. I was like, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing on. And this is pretty damn good. It's pretty amazing what 
Allen and Mahomes are doing. It actually was, you know, fun to watch for a second time. That's how good the performance was. But, yeah, special weekend, Mike, special. And, yeah, between all the coaching coaches openings, the coach openings, the GM openings, all that chatter, guys that might retire, championship game talk, there is a lot of stuff going on in the NFL right now. I do have to take issue with one thing you say. There is always a wide selection and array of movies, TV shows, sports, and other entertainment on Peacock. So there always is something on. You chose to I watch chose Bill's to just cheese. flip the channels the old-fashioned way, and then I just yeah. landed there. Right, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the new-fashioned way is to pull up Peacock and just browse until you find something good, and it won't take long. See, I'm, I'm very, very adept at being a corporate shill i've been doing it for what 12 a kiss years what now. a yeah you're yes. you're good at kissing butt we know that yes that's I a am. visual <laughs> well usually i'm not so when i do it on those rare occasions it really that i choose to yeah. do it yeah it's almost as memorable as the two days that we saw from the national football league all right uh will it be memories of aaron Rodgers for the packers for the national football league matt lafleur meeting with reporters yesterday see what happens is they have their press conference after the game, and then I don't know if it's by rule or by convention or whatever, they meet with the media a day or two after for their last gasp, their last hurrah, their last time of being asked questions by reporters. Matt LaFleur, the Packers coach, had his yesterday. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Let's start with whether or not he's finished in Green Bay. Let's hear from Matt LaFleur with all the things that you would expect him to say about keeping one of the great quarterbacks in NFL history on Lambeau Field and not anywhere else. Yeah, I sat down and talked to Aaron today for quite some time. Um, you know, I think we're all a little numb to the situation right now. And so um, I would say that what we talked about, I'm definitely going to keep between himself and or him and myself, but um, – you know, we're hopeful that he'll be back next year, obviously. I mean, this guy has done so much for such a long period of time for this organization, for this city, for this team. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I want to be respectful of his process, whatever he needs to go through to, to make the best decision for himself. And certainly uh, we, we would love for him to be a Packer and be a Packer until the day he, he decides to retire. First observation I have, why are they numb two days after the game? Like, did they not entertain or envision the possibility they were going to lose? Is it that stunning? Is it that shocking that that the 49ers scored more points in 60 minutes of football that they did, that they can't function two days later? Well, we're all still numb. How? How? You had a whole week to contemplate what you were dealing with. Well, they don't we contemplate that. In advance, they don't contemplate well, we lose. that. You know well, that. Well, they apparently didn't. They apparently didn't. They no. didn't comp- contemplate it enough. No. Well, I mean, no, most teams don't. I mean, what do you think? Did you think Tom Brady was contemplating losing to the Rams last week? I mean, again, well, we can't. Yes. We, 
Yes, you have, to, you have to contemplate it so you properly fear it, so you properly prepare for it, so you properly avoid right, it. Well, listen, it crosses your mind. You don't contemplate it and think about it and prepare for it so you can go, well, let me prepare for it so I can feel a little bit better and not so numb 24 to 48 hours after. They expected to win the Super Bowl. They're the number one seed. They were at home. It was devastating. I understand them being still numb. He's shell-shocked there. You know, again, here we go. Like, hey, he's put his life and soul into it. Do you want him to ma- Do you want it to matter to him or not? It matters to him. He's he's he can't believe that happened. He was at home with a, a seven point lead and the I don't a think it's mutually exclusive. I don't Why? think it's mutually exclusive. I think I think that you can and listen, this is a guy that got twelve years of Catholic education. Everything I do is based in fear. I think you constantly think about how things can go wrong. And if you constantly think about how things can go wrong and prepare yourself for the fact that they can and will go wrong, you're not numb when they do go wrong, and you're better suited to keep them from going wrong. That's been my process. I'm just surprised there aren't more coaches that do the I know. Same thing. Well, I know. Well, no one's following a pro football talk, the man, the myth, the legend, as far as coaching expertise. Sorry there, Slugger. You're uh, awesome at a lot of things. Maybe they but should. They're not going to start should. following your lead on something maybe, you've never maybe, done before. Maybe they, okay? would, maybe they wouldn't be numb. <laughs> I, I'd i like to think I understand the human condition a little bit after living for 56 years. Well, then maybe you they don't, be Mike. You don't. If it's a heartbreaking thing and it's 48 hours, it's 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 numbing. What do you mean? Then you don't understand. You're, you're proving that you don't understand understand it it's it's, it's his Maybe life they don't understand it. no they do anybody would feel that way i mean what do you mean that's a normal emotion to feel I, numb or I, or I be just, shell-shocked a little bit about that type of thing you know you put your heart and soul he hasn't had a day off the whole year he thinks he's got a team that can go to the super bowl he loses to a guy that's his friend you know that in a way that they don't expect to lose come on you know that get out of here i I, no, no, no. I just, I, I just look. Part of me's having fun with it, but part of me is, okay. Why are you surprised? You had two possible outcomes: you win or you lose. This isn't some rogue wind that blew through your life that would cause you to be numb. Something you didn't expect. You know, a bus runs over your pinky toe and severs it while you're crossing the street. I mean, this is something that that you you, you had two outcomes. You win or you lose. I don't know why it's so shocking that they lost. I mean, we've seen how crazy the NFL is. Why would anybody be shocked if they lose a game? The other team is trying just as hard as you are to win. Stuff happens. So, I again, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. I just, I'm just surprised that there's any, any numb because it's not some, oh, my God, I never saw that coming. Well, yeah, you're going to win or you're going to lose. So, are they going to lose Aaron Rodgers? Okay, and they're saying they're saying all the right things. Why, what, what else are they going to say? Yeah, that's of right. Course, of course they want to keep him. Two-time MVP. I saw that, I think it was Marcus Spears on ESPN yesterday. I saw a tweet to this effect that, and, and you know, I, I'm not saying I agree with him. I just think it's an intriguing way to look at it. Maybe the Packers should just say, it's time for you to get the hell out. We're done having this sort of Damocles over our head we're done dealing with this we're done being held hostage by the whims of Aaron Rodgers we're just done we're going to move forward we, we we don't you know that's that's how they finally arrived at their plan I believe to get to get Brett Favre to move on now they had a guy that they felt pretty damn good about who had been sitting on the bench for three years right but when they went to Brett Favre 14 years ago and I can't believe it's been 14 years now and said we need to know what you're doing 2008 season now in February. We need an answer now, not later, now. And they knew in February his answer would be, I don't want to play. 
And okay, you said the magic words. Let's seal the door shut. Let's put the furniture behind it. Let's go draft five quarterbacks. And we don't have to worry about this guy coming back and how foolish they were. They, they, they definitely were numb when that happened in July of 2008. But I don't know. I, I think that they, they shouldn't do that. But I'm kind of surprised that it's a talking point that isn't immediately ridiculous. I well, think it's, it's at least worth thinking about whether or not it's time to just say, thanks for the memories, Aaron Rodgers. You go ahead and do whatever you want to do. We're going to go forward with someone else. That, well, I mean, that's just that's hard to do. That's hard to do. You know, first off, like you, you've brought it up many times, and I think it's I think it's very real and a good point by you. Favre is very aware. I mean, Rodgers is very aware of how Favre handled that situation, right? So I don't think, again, we've talked about this a little during the season. When he thinks about things, I, I don't expect this to be a dr- drug out you know, process here where it's in the middle of March, end of March, early April, and we're still going, oh, we're not sure what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I, I would expect Rodgers has some, some common sense here to do this at some point here in the next month at least just to figure that out. You know, to, to say to the Green Bay aspect of, well, maybe we should just get rid of it and not have to deal with him holding hostage. Well, first off, again, Mike, that goes back to a lot of things we've talked about. You know, the issue they're in with Rodgers right now, they have no one to blame but themselves. They're, so, they're, so maybe they should stop causing issues is what I would say a little there. And then, you know, the last thing is, wow, it's not easy just to go, hey, you know, let's let's not be held hostage by a guy that's what the two-time MVP uh, the, and 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 the guy that's you know the best player in your football team still. That's where I just don't imagine that happening. You know, like you said with Favre, you know that that was different. Every year it got it got drug out, drug out until you know March, April. We don't know what he's going to do. It might have been later than that some years, and they had an option behind that they felt comfortable with. You know, I don't get that sense that there's the same feeling in Green Bay there to where they're like, well, you know, if we get rid of Rodgers, you know, we feel good about love in the future there. I don't get that sense. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's why I just don't see that happening, at least. Here's the real question, though. Yeah. Will they be numb after he leaves? <laughs> you're funny. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. You're such a jerk. But here's, here's, here's a, here's a, to me, uh, more about like, what I'm, what I'm more intrigued by was a little bit what we talked about yesterday. I just won. I don't imagine Rodgers walking away or going to a new team. You know, but, okay, but the but factor is oh, what does happen with the roster and the salary cap situation with their whole football team, and how is that affected? And then is he going to get into a conversation with them about that here in the next few weeks to kind of get a, a feel for which way the wind's blowing as far as what they're going to do in the offseason? Because, one, again, we got into the start of regular last season last year where we had all the talk about – they. I mean, uh, Rodgers wants them to commit to him, right? Maybe a little bit more money guaranteed so he knows he's there for the next two or three years. Are they going to be willing to do that? I would think Rodgers still wants that. They're going to have to pay Devontae Adams like he's the top receiver in football. So you got to do that. Let alone they got salary cap issues and how are they going to add to a roster that we've seen for the second, third year in a row is missing an elite player on both sides of the field that can help them beat the Niners and the Buccaneers of the world to get to a Super Bowl. So those are the things I'm a little interested in there, Mike. What do you think about that? Well, 
I've said for weeks now, and I don't want to lose sight of it, given that we're actually in this process, we're in this gulf of what are the Packers going to do. If they want him to stay, I think job number one is to approach him and say, Aaron, Aaron, look, you've been the best player in football the last two years. You're the MVP. What you've been doing is incredible. We've tried to put enough around you to get there. We're going to continue to try to do it. But we understand the time has come to properly compensate you all. By the way, we don't have an owner who jams a bunch of extra money into his or her pockets and goes and buys a super yacht with it so we can reinvest the funds that we have, including the money for nothing stock certificate sale that is still ongoing. If you'd like to have a piece of the Green Bay Packers, even though you can't resell it for a profit and it has no rights or powers or other things other than a bunch of asterisks as to what it isn't. Two years, $100 million, fully guaranteed. What's wrong with that? I know that some people may fall out of their chairs at the idea. <laughs> look, but, but look, but look, look at where the, it's going. Yeah, I hear you. Look, look at who it's going to. Yeah. Look at where the market is. Right. Look at how much money they have. Their balance sheet is publicly available. See, that's the thing. For the, for the Packers, there's no mystery about how much money is there. You talked the other day about the Broncos and the cash issues they had when you were there and they had to defer your signing bonus until money started to come through the cash register during the season. It's an open book in Green Bay, literally. Yeah. And Rodgers is smart enough to look at a at a financial statement, an annual report, and say they can afford this, they can afford this. They sal- Salary cap, look, saying that we've got cap issues is is code for – we either don't feel like dealing with it or we don't want to deal with it. Yeah, because I hear that. Because if you want to deal with it, you're you right. Can they deal figure with it out. It. Right, right. They can structure a contract that would allow them to pay Aaron Rodgers $100 million over the next two years, fully guaranteed. And when Patrick Mahomes is at 45, when Josh Allen's at 43, now they prove the other night that they deserve every penny of it. But yep, right. Aaron Rodgers has proven he deserves it too. My point is this. You want to end this for the next two years. Yeah. You want this to be over. You want this to be done. Right. You you give him two years, one hundred million, fully guaranteed. Period. I, and, I, and I think I that would end it now. If you make him that offer right now, it's over and it's done. I, I, I agree. I think it's something in that ballpark. Now you give them the security. He knows he's a guy. He knows it's not a lame duck thing to where next year again, if he doesn't win the MVP, it plays good, but it's not quite up to MVP level to where he feels like, hey, they're they're trying to make the switch here and, and go to Jordan Love. Yeah, he's not going to like that aspect. I really think in my heart of hearts, and I think you feel the same way now, right, that he wants to stay there. I don't get the feeling or hear chatter from anybody I know in the NFL to think that you know he's still unhappy there. I think he's unhappy about what happened, sure, but it sounds like things have been smoothed over between Gutenkus and Mark Murphy and him. We talked about how the team, I think he's in a good spot with the players and the coaches. That was never an issue. I, 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 I with Rodgers, I will be shocked if he's not back playing football and be shocked if he's not back playing with the Packers. Again, I just think he's too legacy aware. I still think he's desperate to chase this one more Super Bowl and wants that one more Super Bowl. It puts you in another stratosphere, one championship compared to two when it comes to quarterbacks and Super Bowl rings. You do go into a different stratosphere once you've won two. I think he is aware of that. I think he's very aware that, man, that can't be my last game at Lambeau. I mean, we really scored, we scored 10 points 
points. I wasn't electric. The offense wasn't electric. We lost a big game. I, I will be shocked. In fact, I'll be. Sh- I, of course, I'd be more shocked uh, if he retired than 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 Tom Brady at this point. And I didn't think I'd be saying that maybe about three or four months ago. But I, I will say that now. I didn't think I'd be saying it three or four days ago. Frankly. Yeah, right. We'll That's you're right. You're right. Yep, I know we will. And- and, and look, for the same reason Aaron Rodgers should be hyper-aware of the way that the Brett Favre tenure ended in Green Bay, the Packers should be hyper-aware of how it ended. They don't want Aaron Rodgers to resurface with a competitor. They don't want to have to worry about Aaron Rodgers adding to his legacy elsewhere. Look at what they had to sweat out with Brett Favre and how close, how close Brett Favre came to winning as many Super Bowls with the Vikings as he did with the Packers. Right in 2009 and swept them in 2009. They don't want to deal with that. Not that he's going to end up with a division rival, but they just don't want to deal with that. If they can find a way to land this plane after all these years and learn from what happened in 2008 and not do what they did in 2008, I think it's an obligation on both sides. But for the Packers, part of the problem, part of the responsibility for them is to acknowledge that this guy's getting Jared Goff money, and it's time for that to Yeah, change. I think you're right. That You're spot on there, Mike. I think that's the biggest thing, and I think that's a good point you made. And I think it's about about the ballpark, about, about the ballpark as far as money and probably years to where now you don't have to deal with it, to your point. It's over. There's no distraction. You got two years of just Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. Let's see where it goes from there. He'll be 40 years old by that time. you know. And then you reassess, certainly. But I, I think that's the best way to go as far as go to the future, build the team, best for Rodgers, sign up Devontae Adams, figure out the salary recap and you're right back in the mix of things next year and you're not gonna have to deal with any distractions or all of that talk that we've dealt with up in Green Bay for the last two years and time as they say is of the essence on this even though they're just getting started into their offseason because the coaching carousel which is still spinning on high Man, and it's odd. It we're gonna talk about that right. later but we're 16 days now into this cycle and there hasn't been a single head coach hired once the dust settles on the coaches the offensive coordinators, the rest of the staff, mainly the offensive coordinators, that's when the quarterback carousel starts to fire up. And even though the new league year doesn't begin until March 16, we've seen time and again that the planets align ahead of time. January 30 last year, just five days away are we from the anniversary of the Matthew Stafford to the Rams trade. Uh, it's actually going to happen the day that Matthew Stafford hosts the NFC Championship, the one-year anniversary of that trade. It's amazing. But but these things happen quickly. So if Aaron Rodgers is going to leave, if he is going to find the perfect spot for himself somewhere – and, and and the availability of that perfect spot becomes the leverage to get what he wants in Green Bay – you got to start moving quickly. You do. Because spots are going to fill up. Now, yep. some of these teams, like, you know, we saw up until the draft last year, the night before the draft, the 49ers were ready to throw their plan A out the window if they could get Aaron Rodgers. So maybe, maybe yeah, with Rodgers, that rare kind it's of not thing. as critical. Yeah. But, but still, still, the sooner that you implement your plan for where you're going to go next, the less complicated the process of making it happen will be. You don't have a team in a situation where they've already embarked on on implementing their plan for 2022, and now they have to go undo it in some way, whether it's a cap consequence or whatever. 
we don't have to worry about trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. We, we've, we've been able to go after the guy that we would have wanted if we knew we were going to get him, and we knew we, we could get him, so we got him. That's one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers wants to and needs to move quickly with this. A hundred percent. I mean, one, you don't want to be a jerk. You don't want to be that guy that does that to, you know, the organization that you've been a part of has been special to you that long. So you don't want to do that, one, for your own benefit there of how you look in the public eye. You know, you don't want to do that to the Green Bay Packers. And to your point, more than anything, and, and what jumps out to me always with that situation, yeah, you want to get it going, one, so you can assess the best spot, but two, get in that spot if you are have decided you want to move on from Green Bay and go somewhere else, two, get there and get going to where, again, you know, it's not – it's not the start of May, which could have happened last year, where now you're trying to learn an offense from Kyle Shanahan or something like that and trying to you know, figure out what do we like and what do we don't like and let's get on the same page and, hey, let's have the same conversation I had with LaFleur about audibles at the line of scrimmage and do all those things. You want to get to a spot to where you can carve out your niche as far as what you expect of the team, learning the offense, hey, new offensive coordinator and head coach, let's get on the same page about things I'd like to put in the offense, and that's where I would think if you're if you are thinking about making a move and getting out of town, just like we saw with Brady two years ago, you know, it, it happened rather fast. So he could get down there and start working with players and getting illegal playbooks and illegal practices with the footballs and all that. That's what I would do too. So th- that's what you need to do and definitely have to keep aware of for your own selfish reasons. Remember that, that weird story of how he ended up in Byron Leftwich's house or Byron left the neighbor, into the right? Or, house. right? Yeah, with the bag of footballs. Yes, like right. I'm just dropping off a playbook. Oh, I also happen <laughs> to have a bag of footballs right, with me. Right, I take a bag of footballs everywhere I and go Gronk, because it is such Gronk a, had the playbook for like a month or so. Right. until he said he didn't. Yeah, months, right. I had it for weeks. Oh, <laughs> right. I was joking. Oh, oh funny joking. joke, right. Gronk. Right. Funny joke. I had a playbook for three months. Where's the punchline, Gronk? <laughs> waiting for the, still waiting for the punchline. <laughs> Two years later to that very funny and delightful anecdote from Rob Gronkowski. Um, hey, you, you mentioned uh, – well, well, I got one other thing to yeah. say before I forget. Yeah, go ahead. It becomes easier to make the transition if Nathaniel Hackett ends up being the new head coach of the Denver Broncos and he's one of the finalists. And I just laugh every time I see his name connected to that job because I don't think he'd be a front runner currently for a head coaching job in the NFL if he didn't come with – you know how the part of the interview is, here's who's going to be on my staff. I think here's who my quarterback will be is a big part of the interview process too. If you can say with any degree of certainty, I think I can get Aaron Rodgers here, I think that, that fuels your candidacy to be the next coach of the Broncos. I, 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 I The thought has crossed my mind. I, it definitely has. I just went, wait, 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 wait. The team that we rumored the most of maybe getting Aaron Rodgers – now might get a guy that's from that staff who we've heard Rodgers gush about. And, that I mean, that to me, that was very intriguing when I started to hear that name as far as, you know, Nathaniel Hackett at the top of the list. I, and listen, one, I think Nathaniel's qualified for it. You know that. You've heard me talk about him a little bit. I mean, Nate Hackett to me, you know, yeah, I was around him in my early years in Tampa Bay. He was there under John Gruden, so I know what he's made of, certainly. But – you know, I always point back to let's first off, when he's gotten to Green Bay there, they've done a lot of good things. They've said it. He adds ideas to the offense. He understands quarterbacking. And the one thing I always will point at about Nate Hackett to go, hey, everybody in the NFL, wake the hell up. 
He had the number six offense in football with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. I don't know if that doesn't say, holy crap, I had a hot ear call and plays and did good things, and I don't know what does. He formulated an offense around a guy who could only throw four routes on the football field, and they became the number six offense in football. So that's where I'm a fan of Nathaniel Hackett. I really am. I can understand it. They got everything you want as far as weapons, offense, things like that in Denver. He knows how to coach quarterback. He's going to implement the system. But the Rodgers thing, I'm with you, Mike. I, I've been perking up when I, with that the whole time going, is there something here? This is a little scary if I'm Green Bay to let Nathaniel Hackett go to, go to Denver, the team that might try to you know court Rodgers here. Nathaniel Hackett, by the way, the son of Paul Hackett, who was the coach of the Pitt Panthers in 1991. Yeah. A coaching staff that included receivers coach John Gruden, right. outside linebackers coach Marvin Lewis, and graduate assistant Mike McCarthy. It's amazing. Uh, what, it's amazing. What a, what, what, uh, unbelievable. Uh, almost like that 19, was it 92, Mike Holmgren's first year, where it was Gruden on the staff and Andy Mariucci. Reed on the staff, and just the list goes on and on of yeah. the future head coaches. Morning Wag, Mariucci, they had her all somewhere. there. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, it all depends on the Packers, I think, as to where Aaron Rodgers finishes. And, and I think a lot needs to happen. This can't take a lot of time. Rodgers probably already knows what he wants. Move one on this chessboard, though. And, and maybe this is something that Rodgers – hopes the Packers organization will figure out on their own without nudging, without prompting, without any demands, doesn't want to have to to say, pay me, F you, pay me, repeatedly, one of the favorite moments from Goodfellas, but they should be able to figure out what needs to be done. They've got the balance sheets too. They've got full access to who's chewing up the money, and they know how much they're paying Aaron Rodgers, and maybe step one is for them to say, we're going to take care of this. We're going to pay you for what you've done the last two years and for what you're going to do the next two years. Here's two years, $100 million. Problem solved, boom, over. Aaron Rodgers remains a Packer for the next two years, and then we don't have to deal with it until 2024. That, that If they really want him, that's the easiest way to pull the plug on all of this, Chris. I agree there. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think that's the way. To, it's, it's what we talked about last offseason. We know that's something he wants. He just wants a little commitment to know that – He's the guy going forward, and we don't have to talk about this anymore. And he doesn't have to worry about, oh, now we're done with you because you didn't win the MVP and we're going to move on. Uh, so uh, I, I think that's a, a very real thing, a real aspect of this. And, again, I, I would be shocked. I just feel like all things are pointing towards Rodgers coming back to the Green Bay Packers, and it'll be one more run there, and, and we'll see where it goes after two or three years. All right, as we mentioned, uh, Tom Brady, the potential for retirement for him has really taken on a life. It's become a thing. I, I continue to be astounded by the fact that more people aren't astounded. This is something to be numb about because Tom Brady said for months he's playing in 2022. This thing came out of left field last week when Rob really Ninkovich did. was on ESPN and mused about it. Byron Leffert was asked about it and gave a very unconvincing answer, and then Sunday Splash Report, ESPN, all in with the idea that Tom Brady remains non-committal. Remains. He's always been committal. He's been committal. He's never right. been non-committal until right. all of a sudden. So Brady, who, who said nothing about it in the aftermath of the loss to the Rams on Sunday, had his weekly Let's Go podcast. Isn't it funny how Brady's got his platform Monday, Aaron Rodgers has his platform Tuesday, where they say whatever they want, unchecked, not pressed, 
friendly environment where they can say whatever they want without a tough question being asked. Sorry, but it's true. If you don't like it, sorry, but it's true. I mean, what am I going to do, lie to you? They're in a platform where no one's going to ask them a real question that pushes them to say something they don't want to say. That's just the way it is now in media for athletes who are willing to speak as long as they can speak on their own terms. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here's Brady last night speaking on his own terms about his future on his Let's Go podcast. Well, I think the point is there's no really rush for me to, uh, to figure out what's next, you know, I'll know when I know. And, um, it's, it's a day after the season. So I think for all of us, you know, we can all decompress a bit. It's been six straight months of football every day consumed by, you know, day in and day out football. And I think now it's just some time to spend some time with my family and spend some time with, you know, my kids. The biggest difference now that I'm older is I have kids now too, you know, and I care about them a lot as well. You know, they've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. You know, it pains her to see me get hit out there. You know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. You know, I'm going to spend some time with them and give them what they need because they've really been giving me what I need the last six months to do what I love to do. And, you know, I said this a few years ago, it's it's what relationships are all about. It's not always what I want. It's what we want as a family. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time with them and, you know, figure out in the future what's what's next. Tom Brady possibly reading from a script provided to him by his wife, Giselle Boonshin. But regardless, regardless, uh, does this fall into the 10% of the things that he says that he's being honest about or the 90% of the things that he says that he's not being honest about because he's admitted that 90% of the things he says aren't the truth? I think this is 10% a big reason. This falls into the 10%. I think this is so. what we were speculating about. This is the thing that would pull him away from football. I don't think he's thinking about playing for another team. I think the challenge for the Buccaneers is to make it sufficiently enticing for him to believe he can walk off with an eighth Super Bowl win, that he's willing to engage in the tug of war within the confines of his family to emerge with a signed permission slip from Epstein's mother, if you remember that from Welcome Back Carter, to play for one more year. That's what he's hoping maybe to have from the Buccaneers. It's so clear what they're willing to do by way of who they'll add, what they'll do, how it'll be. It's so enticing. It's so alluring that he believes he can 
deck the stack in his favor, Chris, in order to win Super Bowl number eight. I, I think that's the thing that would cause him to be willing to expend the energy necessary to convince his wife to let him do it one more year. And hey, I, we've said this, nobody has made it this deep into a career. He's, he's in completely new territory here. And, uh, I, you know, it, it may be, time's up. It may be that his wife is saying to him, justifiably so, enough, you're 44, enough. I'm done worrying about you getting killed out there by somebody literally half your age. Enough. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a real, that's a real thing. I don't, I don't doubt that one bit. I mean, it's hard on a family. Uh, especially when you know your dad's 44 years old. I can't imagine. You know, I, I grew up in a household, like I've told you, where, yeah, when my dad got in the upper 30s, you know, you worried about you know, the, the health of, the, of your father on a weekly basis. Oh, man, you know, dad was sore this week. Is he going to be able to take these hits again? Uh, so that's a real thing as far as the family and, and getting in the ear of, of a quarterback, and especially a guy like Brady, where, yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. He has been absent his family a lot of seasons here in a row. I, I do think a little bit like what we heard with, with like the Aaron Rodgers situation after the game the other day, and, and to something you're saying, Mike, I think he probably wants to look back at the team a little bit and evaluate it like Roger said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild I think Brady's probably looking at it a little bit like wait you know I just heard Bruce Arians yesterday make a comment like I don't think we'll be able to keep everybody together like we did last year last year we got it done this year it's it sounds like they're not quite sure if they can quite keep keep everybody together in the band there so I'm sure Brady would like to got to get a feel for that but I still go back to like I'm shocked I really am shocked I mean, the, the quote of, I'll know when I know, I, I'm still like, well, I mean, we've known. We knew what happened. What happened? We knew you told us you're playing through 2022. You're going to be 45 and play. Like, where did it all change all of a sudden? That's where I am absolutely shocked. And, hey, I mean, of course he deserves the respect to figure this out, but I'm just surprised to even hear the words coming out of his mouth. I am. And then, to me, those type of words is, know when I know. I mean, that, that's a real that, – that, 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 to me, has some substance to it. it. I mean, this is a guy that's always – I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to work harder, and I want to be better at it. And now it's like, well, I'm just going to sit back and kind of feel like, do I, do I have that urge? Do I want to get better and go play? Or do I have the urge that I want to play with my kids and be with my family and do all that? And it's the first time I feel like we've ever heard any wiggle room with that conversation at all. And that's where I'm shocked like you, Mike. It's totally out of left field. I, I'm, I'm surprised that people haven't made a big, bigger deal about it as well. I, I think that just the mere fact that it's a question – Makes it more that he has real. To ponder makes it more likely. I agree because he confirmed something else last night that I had heard for years. Because this issue of when will he retire has been on the table for longer than the careers of players who have come and gone, first-round picks who have come and gone from the NFL. They're long gone. He's still going. Retirement's been on the table since 2014. Remember, 2014 was the year that he said, "I'll retire when I suck," and they got beat. That Monday night by the Chiefs, 43-14, to 14, I think was a final right, score. Right. And, and it's like, well, I guess he should retire now because he sucks. And that was the, the on to Cincinnati quote because there was a question posed to Bill Belichick about Jimmy Garoppolo possibly becoming the starter because he was the guy on whom they'd used a second-round pick. That's how long it's been, eight years. Now, my point is this. 
I've been hearing for eight years that Tom Brady does not want to have a Derek Jeter style all about Tommy farewell tour. And he said it last night. I think that would be distracting for me. I, I'm really an ultimate. My enjoyment comes not from a recognition of kind of what I've accomplished as a player in the league. My enjoyment comes from the competition. More so than anything, even yesterday, I was thinking about competing. I was thinking about this whole year of competing. I wasn't thinking about anything other than that. So when the time comes to think about post-career and second career, I'll think about those things. It's just when you're 44, I guess you get asked about that a lot. A lot of people thought I was done playing football in 2015, yada, yada, yada. So look, the point is, the point is, the longer he takes to make a decision, the more likely 2022 becomes a de facto farewell tour that he doesn't want. So that becomes a reason not to do it. That becomes one of his, you know, when he's when he's got the yellow legal pad and he's doing the pros and cons like Walter White when he was deciding whether to kill the guy who was chained to the to the to the pipe in his basement. The pros and the cons. One of the cons are the mere fact I've allowed this to become a thing makes 2022 a de facto farewell tour, and I don't want that. That's a reason to not return, just to walk off and not because what what's going to be one of the top narratives for 2022? Is this it for Tom Brady? We're going to say it all year long. We're going to say it all year long because even if he says, I may play in 2023, or if he says, I'm no, coming back for two years, not one, this year. we're not right. going to buy it no, this time. No, definitely not. Not going to buy it. I think a lot of places won't buy it. You know, I think it will have that sense no matter what he tries to do or how quickly he tries to put the toothpaste in the bottle. You're right. If he comes back, everybody's going to approach it like this is probably Tom Brady's last year. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and he's going to have to hear that all year long. You know, it comes with it. I respect this about Brady, that he doesn't want the farewell tour and all that. He's old school. He does. He just wants to play and compete. You know, he'll get all the, the parades and everything he needs when his career's over. It's totally cool, and I really respect that about him. Uh, but I'm going to be interested to see where this goes. Like I said, I don't really feel like Rodgers – is going to retire. I, I just have I don't get that feel, and nor do I hear that the Brady thing, where I didn't have any thought of him retiring. The fact that it's come so out of left field, where there's smoke, there's fire, and then to me, there has to be some talk here. And to like the point you said, where Rob Ninkovich says it, I don't think he says that just out of out of nowhere either. I think he says that because he's talked to somebody in Brady's camp, or whatever, an ex-teammate Julian Edelman who talked to Brady, and now he talked to Ninkovich to where they realized this was on the table. And uh, I'm surprised by it. I really am. But I, I feel like it's kind of hanging the balance, and it's almost. 50 50 right now yeah it was so odd the way Nick Vinch phrased it I wouldn't be surprised if he retires what else does he have to prove well wait a what minute. we could have said that last year the year yeah, before yeah, I mean it, it doesn't matter since 2015 since right. Super Bowl 51 what else do you have to prove yeah but that's the drumbeat that he's been hearing from his wife since Super Bowl 51 because really the perfect moment to walk away 2015 2016 wait yeah. Yeah, it was 2016 it was Super yeah. Bowl 51 right that was the year that he was suspended four games for Deflategate. He comes back. He takes a team to the Super Bowl. They come back from the 28-3 deficit, if you haven't heard. That's the moment to take the football and put it in Roger Goodell's stomach and say, put this in your trophy case. That was the moment to, to walk off into the sunset like Paul Crew at the end of the longest yard. That was it. That, that, was, that was the – from a theatrical standpoint, that was the time to do it. And that's when she started saying to him, it's time. What else do you have to prove? What else do you have to prove? Now – he won 
two Super Bowls after that. But still, what else do you have to prove? And last year was when it was the strongest. And he laughed about it and said, I changed the and subject. And she was saying it on the field as soon as the game was over. As soon as the game's <laughs> yeah. over, what else yeah. do you have to prove? Right. Let's go home, Tommy. Right. It's time for dinner. <laughs> right. What else do you have to prove? And, and look, I don't think it's crazy. The point you made yesterday, the interpretation of the shot of the luxury suite when they're getting their asses kicked. Right. And she's... She's happy, happy as a clam. Right, I know. She's, this is it. The, the, the clouds are finally lifting. I no longer have to have this in my life where I'm worried about my, my middle-aged husband being killed on a football field by one of these guys that's chasing him around trying to do damage to him as he gets a little bit slower and constantly older. I don't have to worry about this anymore. I get him. We don't need the money, obviously. I get him here with the family. That, that there was a, a looseness and a relaxation at a time when, when you know, the, the sky was caving in on the football team. No doubt. It, would, it should have been tense, and you would think you'd be sitting there, you know, biting your nails a little bit, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. It just – one of those things. It was just rare. You know, you know, our friend Matt Casey, he was the one that when it popped on the screen, he just went, look at that. Isn't that? And I was like, yeah, that is a little weird. It really was. Uh, just something, food for thought, you know, nothing there. But it, it did seem a little odd. And I think the game at that point was 27-3. to 3, And it seemed like, yeah, it was a little different atmosphere in that box than you would expect. Plenty of food, plenty of thought. And uh, for Gronk. Plenty of food and not much thought sometimes. But here, here's Rob Gronkowski from <laughs> Good yesterday. Good morning, Rob. <laughs> talking about whether or not he hey, – hey, look, if you're going to play dumb, at some point people are just going to conclude you're dumb. Here he is from yesterday saying some things about coming back to the Buccaneers even if Tom Brady doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there could be a scenario like that. Uh, I mean, I'll never throw anything off the board because um, you never know how – anything's ever going to play out it's the nfl it's, it's one of the craziest businesses out there uh you see organization organizations just totally flip you know year in and year out sometimes so uh i'm just going to really basically do you know obviously what was best for myself um in, in the terms of the football world uh so it's going to basically be a decision upon you know how of, of where i'm at in a couple of weeks I, look, I, I, I think Rob Gronkowski is a great player, and I say this somewhat jokingly, but also scarred by a full football season of hearing, oh, but I'm special, oh, but I'm special. How can you, at some point in your early 30s, still create a vibe of a guy who stayed up all night drinking beer at the frat house and just rolled off of the couch to come in and do a press conference? That's the Rob Gronkowski vibe. At a certain point, you're a little too old for that, aren't you? Well, I, but that's, it, it's not an act, Mike. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, that's him. That's why he's Gronk. It's not like, I, again, I, I think you're giving the guy a little too much credit to think he can act this well or has this that well thought out this is what he is i mean come on that was a simsonism there i'll never throw anything off the board what the hell does that mean <laughs> what, what does that mean <laughs> i don't even know that's worse than a simsonism a gronkism uh, and yeah i don't know what that is but uh I, I i think he's you know this is gronk that's what makes him great too 
It's, it's not overthought, you know. Like he said earlier this year, I don't watch film. Tom watches all the film. I believe him. I know he tried to put the toothpaste back in the bottle with that one too later in the week that he was just joking. Bullcrap. He's in the meetings. He watches what they show him on film. When he gets out, there's not one more thought about it. It's just Tom told me to go 10 yards and go right. I go 10 yards and go right. Tom throw me ball. I catch ball. That's Gronkowski. That's as far as it goes. Like I've told you, I was there in the New England coaching staff throwing him balls every day in training camp as we got ready for practice and about the 20th day in a row he goes you know your arm's pretty good I mean man you can really rifle it and I went well you know I played in the NFL and he looked at me and went what he was shocked he had no idea I had played quarterback in the NFL and played quarter. he had no idea he was totally clueless and then I was like yeah you know I'm, I'm Chris Sims and oh yeah Oh, I, I know. I knew that. Your daddy's Phil, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, but it just it hadn't crossed his mind yet. He hadn't even put that together. That's who he is. Uh, what do you think, though? Like, I get the I, – with Gronk, there's a part of me that really thinks if Brady doesn't come back, he might not come back, even if he feels like he's good to play and good to go. The only reason he came back was because Brady I activated know. the Gronk signal. Right. Right, I know it's very. That's the only reason. It's very, uh, but but I mean, again, are you gonna if Tampa Bay offers them nine million dollars again to come back and play, and they still if Brady retired and still got a good quarterback to come into town and and be that with that team, which we know is still going to be talented with Brady or without. Wow, I just I, I I would wonder what he would do there because he's certainly not done. He certainly still has some good football left in him, and certainly can create some mismatches like we used to see in the old days. So, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what Gronk does throughout this process and what he does if Brady does retire here's the real question when you consider his history and and I've always been impressed that he's kept his youth youthful approach and he doesn't seem jaded or cynical after all the surgeries he's had all the stuff he's been through he had that broken arm and he had a pick line for crying out loud that's how bad the infection was but how much money can he make just by being Gronk versus how much money can he make playing football and I, I that's why I thought he retired in the first place he can make pretty good money without subjecting himself to further injuries and surgeries and rehabs and infections. Just go be Gronk and make your money with Fox. Remember when he first started with Fox and he'd lost all that weight and he, and he looked like Ben McAdoo in his giant suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 he could go and do those things. The problem is I don't know what the shelf life of the Gronk act That's what is. I mean. I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you there. I mean, uh, he's, he's capitalized off the field – like bigger the last two years than I can ever remember off of being Gronk because he's on the Bucks and he's back with Brady and I mean he's all over the place with commercials. You know, you you talked about one already. He's got the one where he's walking around the field with the loafers on and doing that. There's one or two other ones that are out there. So yeah, I I would agree. Like he can capitalize off of Gronk for a while, but I do think football helps that out a little bit. And he's certainly been on a lot of damn commercials over the last few years. He's been raking the cash in. There is a point, though, where you go from being lovable fool to insufferable fool, and uh, you better rake the money while you, while you can before you get to the point where they say, I think we've had enough. At some point, you've got to grow beyond the, you know, me throw football, me catch football, me run with football routine. And again, maybe that's just who he is, and, and it works until it doesn't. That's the thing. And with something like that, it may not work for very long. All right, we have gone on for very long. When we return, we look back to the divisional round with some of the some of the best of the best that we saw the, and and there was a lot of good but what was the best that we saw in various categories we'll do that next on this Tuesday edition of PFT live
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.